This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men. And you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob! Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special edition of the BCP. I'm so excited for this one, bro. I've been wanting to have this guest on for a long time, goodness brother. I'm excited for this one. Ahead of her match at Goddesses of War, Hallowed Ground, and should I say... A no-holds-barred match, a potential show-stealing match against our good friend, Lading Frost. Please welcome to the show, the gladiator of the geeks herself, Miss Riley Shepard. Riley, what's up? How are you? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited for this. Oh, me, I'm, I'm pumped yeah, we're for definitely this one. Excited, yeah. It's long overdue. Like, Riley, we've been following you for a long time now. Um, you know, there's a BCW uh, event a while back uh, where you took on Vanity in a fantastic match. We, we were working closely with BCW on that one. And they're like, all right, which match do you guys want to sponsor? I'm like, the one with Riley Shepard, please. Uh, <laughs> but you, you've been killing it. Uh, that match with Lady Frost, uh, I'm so bummed the way it ended. But yeah. I'm so excited to see this match turn into a no-holds-barred. Uh, like we always say here, the real winners, the fans. What are your thoughts going into this no-holds-barred match this Saturday? At this point, I just want to win. Um, her and her partner, the Savage Gentleman, have been talking a little bit of crap on social media about how she hit me with the last thing. But last I checked, we were both outside the ring when the 10 count went through. So um, I was a little a little banged up, a little dizzy from taking a shot to the head. Uh, but neither of us were able to pull out that win. So at this point, I just want to prove to everyone that I can pull out this win and just keep the momentum going in Goddesses of War. I've already beaten Vita Von Star, so at this point, the next one on my list, the next notch is going to be Lady Frost. That That's awesome, man. You mentioned that match with Vita. Um, that was the first time I saw Vita in action. Oh, my gosh, like that match, just uh, a, a show stealer. Again, technical masterpiece at the beginning. Uh, you guys hit all those like great top rope corner spots. I loved that match. Who are some other ladies? Now, obviously, your pride focuses on this match. Who are some other ladies you're focusing right now in the Goddesses brand and uh, maybe looking at that Goddesses title? Oof, of course I'm always looking. I need more shinies. I have one shiny from Rogue Women Warriors. Um, so I just want to keep collecting them for sure. So Vicky is definitely in my sights. Um, I have yet to have a match with Christina Marie, who I've always wanted to face. Oh, Holiday is another one. Um, I've faced Gabby Ortiz a million times. She's one of my truest friends. So anytime I can get in the ring and lock up with her, it's amazing. Uh, so those are probably some of the few who I definitely want to see going forward myself in the ring with. Yeah, those are great answers. I mean, that roster stacked. I mean, give me yeah. Riley Shepard taking on Mother Endless. I mean, Mother Endless is going into a casket match. Uh, is that something you would ever want to be involved in uh, moving forward or any sort of gimmick like that? At this point, I just want to do anything and everything. I just want to gain all experience and fight literally everyone. I don't even care their gender, male, female, non-binary. I just want to literally fight everyone in everything. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Like, we're all about it. Like, we always ask on the show, like, um, you know, because you get different. I mean, obviously, in this business, you're always going to get opinions. But, you know, we ask, like, oh, like, what are your thoughts on the intergender battles and all that kind of stuff? And I think just like, you know, I, I always listen, you know, I'm looking, you know, as a journalist, I always listen. And I think the most common answer we get is like, 
hey, like, you know, we train with the guys, we train with the girls. Uh, it's just another day at the office. So if anything, it, it adds, you know, it might add to the storytelling, you know, whether it be, you know, a giant slayer kind of story, as long as it adds to the story, that's what it's all about. That's that's the way I've always looked at it. But it, it's good to listen to you guys and learn from uh, uh, you ladies. And you talk about getting the shinies. I want to talk about, um, I know I'm going to pronounce this terribly wrong, um, but you had the the fans name your sword, or were you had the fans uh, weigh in and you did en- name the sword. I'm going to say this terribly wrong. I, I want to say like asparagus. That's not it. <laughs> but I know it's wrong. So. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I don't know, you know, AJ Pan from BCW. Yeah. And Joey Ace. Yeah. All of them yeah. uh, call it asparagus because I haven't learned how to pronounce it. It's Asparagus. Um, it's from wow. one of my, my favorite uh, book series is called the Dresden Files. So I want to someone I talked to who's a fan um, who follows me on Twitter. He saw my sword and he's like, Tell me you're naming this after the Swords of the Cross because he is a huge Dresden fan as well. And I go, oh my gosh, that's actually a really good idea. But I wanted to have everyone have a little bit of input and see if there were any other names out there that would have resonated more with me. But the Swords of the Cross, probably because it's my favorite series and because of the story behind Asparachius, um, it just was a perfect fit. So I had to keep that one for sure. And does the name, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, Asparachius, it has a meaning, correct? So it's based off of the Knights of the Cross, which is pretty much God gave three swords down in the Dresden Files anyway, but there's actually history with, you know, like, Lancelot and the Swords of the Stone and everything like that, even more than that. But in Dresden Files, they were handed down by God, but the one who carries Asparachius actually is agnostic and doesn't really know what his faith is um but all he knows is that he needs to make amends for things that he did in his past and no matter what that faith is he just wants to help everyone and he wants to help the community he wants to help give people a chance and save people um and so for me that resonated more it was not really about faith it was just about giving back and helping people so that's really why i chose that one out of the three swords i dig it uh kind of like a spin on like an excalibur or something like that that's very yeah uh, <laughs> very interesting you what you got brother uh so how did you get into the whole D scene and uh what other what other thing what other type things are you uh into as far as like so, i guess nerd culture geek culture we're, we're all about, about it yeah. yeah we're all yes. about it so. yes um so i I have only started playing D&D over quarantine. I've never, I've tried playing D&D once. Yeah, I mean, you're stuck inside. So we we did it virtually. It was a learning curve. Um, But I've only tried D&D once before, but I never stuck with it. Um, I actually got into LARPing in college, which. um, And that's where a lot of my character comes from is that. But. A lot of my geekdom has always been from books. Um, when I was growing up, I was grounded a lot. So all of my electronics got taken away. My Game Boy always got taken away. I wasn't able to play my Pokemon. Um, but I always had my books. Harry Potter, like that. a lot of sci-fi things. Uh, 
so yeah, that was definitely a huge part of my life. I still read every single night. Um, right now I'm rereading The Dress and Files because they came out with two new books just recently and there's like 15 books in the series. So I have to refresh. Um, but yeah, that and then video games. I wasn't able to have anything but a Game Boy growing up. Oh so yeah, I played like Zelda, Pokemon, Final Fantasy. Um, but yeah. What? Which Pokemon color do you prefer, red or blue, or yellow? Oh, I think it was always blue. I always went with the water type Pokemon, always, always. Yeah, that was always my favorite. And I think part of it was the first gym was someone that you needed to kind of yes. have a water type Pokemon, otherwise you'd die. Um, so that's probably part of it. But, but yeah, definitely that. And then I didn't get into video games or RPGs until my 20s because I didn't have a console. I didn't have an Xbox until I was probably like 21 or 22. So then I started playing these RPGs like Mass Effect or Dragon Age um, or Skyrim or Witcher. And those are kind of like my niche. I'm not a good gamer. <laughs> I got yelled at recently because they're like, I got yelled at recently while playing Among Us. One of my friends was like, I'm so disappointed in you and a gamer. You just keep running into walls. <laughs> We're going to make a drinking game every time you run into walls. I'm like, yeah, you're going to be really drunk. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a gamer. I'm just a geek who really likes to play video games. I'm not good at them. <laughs> I, think I just really enjoy them. Kind of game super gamer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be good at them. I collect video games. I'm terrible at most video games, but I, I still consider myself a gamer. His room is a museum. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, I'll, I'll ask you this, Riley. I mean, the, the question on everyone's mind. Uh, I'm a Bulbasaur guy. Your favorite Pokemon of all time. Ooh. Mm. Can I pick three? I yeah, three. Uh, Squirtle will probably always be my favorite. Uh, I love Jigglypuff from the actual Pokemon TV series and how she would get so mad and there would be that little cloud above and she'd draw over people. Um, yeah. And then probably Mew. Mew would be the other one okay. from Great choice. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I could talk Pokemon all day, but we'll, we'll keep them <laughs> like I said, big nerds over here. Uh, for me, you know, growing up, uh, like my my nerdum, my geekdom, my fandom probably started with Turtles and Ghostbusters. Uh, for me, if I'm, I'm aging myself here, uh, for you, what was it? What was it for you? Like that really got you going? It was definitely Goosebumps. Goosebumps was something I read growing up. Um, the Choose Your Own Adventure, where I would always die immediately. Um, but I, I remember the one with the the puppets much so that uh, yes yes that one was pro so creepy um that and probably are you afraid of the dark I don't know I'm also aging myself oh <laughs> all those I, even if you are it doesn't matter it's such a good show Yes, it was so good um but I've always kind of been into that sci-fi a little bit of horror-esque uh genre has always been my love and that's what started the geekdom of me <laughs> uh, that's awesome and, and we love you know obviously we love the wrestling we love the geekdom uh this is this is great you know you really like steal the show in the ring like again with vita last time with lady frost uh expectations are very high for this no hold far match moving forward and uh you know i've been paying attention to the social media doing my homework 
Uh, and I see you doing the training videos, right? I, I believe you started at Monster Factory. Now you're with uh, Team Adams. A lot of our friends uh, also involved with that. Uh, but now you're on the other side of it where you're working. So tell us first and foremost, um, you, you know, kind of your work ethic. Because I see you like doing all this crazy technical stuff in the ring. Well, I did start at Monster Factory with Danny Cage and Damian Priest, who is now in NXT. Um, and they were the two who coached me. Yeah, for my first two years, I learned so much from Damian Priest. He taught me all I know uh, about the beginnings of storytelling and psychology. And we we meshed really well because I think both of us really like the story behind wrestling. That's always, which makes sense. I've loved books my entire life. That's where I really fell in love with wrestling. Um, and then now when I'm with Team Adams, with Damian Adams, it's a, a lot of going from my foundation and just learning to kind of have that confidence and that swag, which I don't, if you know, Deanna Peraza or Tasha Steeles or Karen Q, they all have, they walk in this room and there's like, just, just exude confidence. Um, which I don't know anyone else. If they're a geek, I, I trip over myself constantly. I'm a klutz. I'm, I'm, I'm an awkward turtle. I like to say. <laughs> so the awkward <laughs> Yes, awkward squirtle, exactly. Um, so the the confidence was something I really needed to work on. Um, but also what you saw in my match against Vita was the technical work, which a lot of that comes from working with Team Adams and getting in the ring and just wrestling around. Um, a lot of that comes from there. But yeah, I'm still just a wrestler, but I do commentary too, so... <laughs> Oh really? Yes. I'm, 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 I'm doing uh, I'm on commentary this Saturday for you guys for the first time. So as, I mean, as you know, I'm reaching out to everybody. So what what advice would you have for me, uh, Riley, for a first timer? Just have fun with it. Just stick with what's going on in the ring, and that's the best advice I can give because your reaction is what's going to give everyone who's listening be like oh my god that was so big or oh. so just, just be genuine with that and they'll be able to tell that your reactions are genuine and this is a really big thing that's going on in the ring right now that's my advice i'm still learning i only started commentary because i, I tore my acl um but it was the silver lining was i learned a lot and i actually really enjoy doing it so I, I very much appreciate that. I'll do, I'll do my best. And uh, as we all know, yes. I, you know, I try to keep it professional and toe that line, but I'm a major mark. So I'm going to be going nuts uh, for sure. It's going to be perfect, awesome. That's perfect, though. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think so. I hope, hopefully it translates well. But uh, you mentioned that ACL injury. I mean, first of all, you're back in action. You're better than ever. Uh, to, yeah, 2019, you're back putting on show-stealing matches. Tell us a little bit about the recovery and, and how that injury happened and all that stuff. That's That's crazy. So the initial injury, the start of the tear was in New York Championship Wrestling. Um, I was having a match for the championship belt, the women's championship belt, against Christina Marie, Corinne Mink, um, and PJ Gonzalez. And I went to catch Christina Marie, and I was planning on throwing her in the match. That's when you catch someone, you want to throw them. Uh, and when she hit, I had all of my weight on my right leg and it just caved in sideways with her on top of me. She almost got the pin, but I like really quick kicked out at two, even though I was just like, <laughs> oh, get off me. 
Um, but yeah, I, I luckily was able to finish that match and I, I won the championship belt on one leg, <laughs> literally on one leg. Wow, yeah. I would try and pick people up and it would collapse. I'm like, nope, go to the, go to something different. You're not picking people up in this anymore. Um, so luckily I was able to work through it and, and win the belt. And it was one of those things where I wasn't quite sure what had happened. Um, I've had knee injuries in the past when I went through the police academy, but nothing this serious where it like blew up. <laughs> um, so I was still seeing doctors and I went to Brie Combination Wrestling for their Queen of the North, the very first one. And I was supposed to have a match, but Darius Carter called me into the ring and because we had been going back and forth on social media because, you know, he's arrogant and oh. likes to run his mouth. Um, and make it about him. And I would say, no, this is about the Queens. And he didn't like that. So in the ring, he just threw a mic at my face and kicked my already injured knee out and just kaput. So I couldn't wrestle uh, for that match. And then I went to the doctors and they said, gave me the news that you have an MCL and an ACL tear. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, so I had both, um, which they gave me the choice of either I could rehab the MCL and return to the ring without surgery, but wearing a brace, um, and there could be a chance it could collapse out from under me, or I could be okay, they weren't sure, or I could get surgery and be out nine months to a year. So, of course, me being me, I was like, nope, give me that brace. <laughs> and I, I rehabbed my MCL for two months um, and went back in March of 2019 to wrestle, I think it was like four matches. I was on uh, a Future of Honor. I wrestled against Nyla Rose and uh, Warriors of Wrestling. I wrestled on Shine. So I like had really big matches and I didn't want to give those up. And all during it, I was just so worried that it would collapse and I would hurt myself or someone else. Um, so at the end of March, I decided, no, this is this is kind of a silly choice. <laughs> um, and I got the surgery and I was out uh, about 10 months from it, just rehabbing it, relearning to walk, re literally relearning to walk, relearning to run. Um, when I was able to do a box jump, I was so excited just to do a, like it's the weirdest things you take it for granted what your legs can do until you can't do them anymore and then when you get to do it again it's just oh it feels so good uh and now um I'm I'm squatting 215 pounds and have no issues with my knee so it's just it, it was a very long process um rehabbing and coming back um but I got very lucky with the promotions I work with who brought me in for commentary and kept me as a part of their world and the wrestling world. And I think that that made all the difference in the world for sure. Wow, that's super uh, inspiring. Yeah, that's that's awesome. great. You know, I got nervous when you were telling the part of the story. You're like, yeah, I decided to, you know, go back and do those matches. I'm like, oh, no. Um, you know, and then you mentioned, like, the likes of, like, a Nyla Rose, a powerhouse. And I'm just like, oh, oh boy. Yeah, that probably uh, didn't feel good. Yeah, so. <laughs> she kicked my butt. I, wanna, I really do want to face her again or tag with her now that my leg is better than it was um because she just beat me up so bad. <laughs> she just beat hey. me up <laughs> ever say never i love what the indie scene's doing and like i always say to you goddesses like one year from now two years from now i hope to be seeing y'all i really believe this monday night tuesday night wednesday night friday whatever it may be 
Uh, you guys are all fantastic, and I'm so glad you're doing well from that injury and you finished the match. Um, you always wonder that that you get so many bonus points for that. Uh, like we saw, what was it, Ridge Holland? I think on NXT when uh, Oni Lord and jumped where he caught yeah, his, he knee caught buckle, his knee buckle, some kind of picture and something like that. Um, yeah. But you finish the match and you win the title in that match. I mean, you can't make this up. Um, now I look doing my homework for this. Uh, you're a social justice warrior. Uh, you do a lot of, um, I think, sexual assault response team training, uh, dealing also with domestic violence training. And uh, former PD, I mean, what a resume. You know, we love you guys in the ring, but when you guys go the extra mile, use your platform, whatever it is, for stuff out, outside the ring, that's what it's all about. So just tell us kind of like your your mindset about doing all these great things. Uh, so I wanted to be a community police officer since I was 15. That was initially my dream job. Uh, so I became, I went to vocational school, went to college for it. I uh, became a 911 dispatcher, which is a super tough job. I give kudos to the people who still do that because it's so much more. We literally had like nine computer screens in front of us. We had police, fire, EMS, security, just a ton. It, it's a lot. And uh, I give kudos to them. It's a hard job for sure. Um, I did that for about seven years. And then I got hired as a, a police officer, went to the police academy and finished that and did, uh, I was a police officer for about two years before I fell in love with wrestling. And oh, then, really? yeah, <laughs> so I fell in love with wrestling um, at a time that I realized that policing wasn't quite for me. Um, I loved Weirdly enough, I felt like I was helping people the most when I went to calls for sexual assault or domestic violence or acute psychiatric because I feel like it's hard for someone who's a survivor to come into a room and tell their story over and over again and here's this this officer in a, in a uniform with, you know, a duty belt and it, it's daunting. Um, and so I think it takes a, a special kind of person who can just be there to listen and let them tell their story to to do well and do justice for that person. Um, unfortunately for me, policing wasn't enough of that. And so at that same time, I found wrestling and fell in love with wrestling. And I went, okay, well, I'm going to try this. <laughs> and so I started training at Monster Factory and left policing. And all during that time, I've always wanted to go back to training for domestic violence or sexual assault. And so with the quarantine one, but also with the speaking out movement that we've seen in within wrestling specifically, um, so many of my friends or people I know who have had things happen and, and haven't had the support that they needed. So for me, it was like, all right, this needs to get done. I need I need to actually do this. I've wanted to do it, but now I need to take that step. So there's a local support group, an advocate group. It's called Women's Space in where I, I live, and they have a response team for domestic violence and sexual assault survivors. So I just started that training in September, and it goes until the end of November, and then I get to volunteer and be a part of that response team, which I'm so excited to be a part of it, and I can't wait to do it. Um, but I also want to take what I learn and bring it back into wrestling because we need it. There's um, something that I'm, they haven't announced me yet, but it's called the Safe Wrestling Collective. I've where heard of it, yeah. 
it's a bunch of wrestlers, but also HR and a, a bunch of people who just came together and were trying to get paperwork, but also training for promotions, trainers, wrestlers, anyone who wants to be a part of this to make it a safer space for everyone involved. Um, and I think it's amazing. It's just on like in, in its grassroots phase of figuring things out right now. But I really want to see Safe Wrestling Collective just make wrestling for everyone, make it inclusive and make it safe. Really well said, and and uh, you know, yeah, round of applause. So uh, here on the BCP, and this is not a plug by any means, but uh, we also do our, our BCP uh, slash Breaking Through Our Silence podcast, uh, addressing the speaking out with our good friend Marissa Cohen. Um, you know, we always talk about champions and survivors and, and speaking your truth. So our worlds kind of collided when the, when this happened with the uh, speaking out. When we've had a lot of great guests come on, so Riley, we'll have to have you on for that uh, again if you don't mind. It's great. Um, and there's some great, like you mentioned in that organization, you guys are starting up there's some great ladies some great people involved with that um anything we can do to contribute we're all about it uh because this wrestling community has been so good to us we're, we're so very appreciative um that you know i have there's just so many great talented people and everyone in my experience has been so humble there's no egos or anything like that everyone's just great i love this community art when, when you see the things with the with the people who do have the egos or take things too far or overstep or or abuse or take advantage of people. So uh, anything we can do to make wrestling better, hashtag make wrestling better. Like let's let's do that for sure. Um, yes. <laughs> so we appreciate you doing the outside ring stuff for sure. And uh, you know, you mentioned earlier in the interview names uh, like our good friend uh, Tasha Steeles. Yes, she is a Heat fan, Nunes. But um, <laughs> I did get that in there. Yeah, that's uh, Damian Priest, a now North American champion over in NXT. We're huge NXT guys. Um, you know, not to be cliche here, Riley, but what are the goals moving forward? Is it a certain destination? Is it to, to, you know, flourish on the Indies for a while? Is it to go to Japan? Is it, is it to become a trainer? What, what are, what are the goals here? I don't have, at this point, everything's open. I just, I want to be in this world in one way or another. Um, with COVID, it makes it really hard. I, I had set my goal when I came back January 31st of this year. I called the year the gladiator, the year of the gladiator of the geeks. And now 2020, I'm like, Yep. I want to change. I want to change my year. Can I change my year? <laughs> um, but I, I had planned to just travel more, and I really, really wanted to go to Japan this year. Those were the two big goals. The sh the short term girls goals of this year. Unfortunately, travel is not really possible right now. So I'm just trying to do what I can safely in the tri-state area and just keep getting experience, keep fighting whoever I can, um, and then once things open up safely. I do really want to travel all over the USA. I want to go to Japan. Um, I would love to be on Stardom or Marvelous. Um, but eventually, I the, the whole point of this is to get a contract, whether that's AEW, Impact, NXT, whatever it is, that's the long-term goal for sure. But right now, once once I can, Japan's the short-term goal. Love it. That's awesome. And like I said earlier, there's no doubt in my mind, a lot of you ladies are going places. And, and recently on AEW Dark, on NXT, we see a lot of our friends popping up and it warms my heart. Like we see dreams come true. Yeah, what the hell? Let's give them a round of applause for our, our good friends. Um, but I'll show you later, Riley, but on this side of the wall, we have like all the indie talent, 8 by 10 signed. And then we have the national TV talent. So every time someone gets signed, we, we bring them on over. So we got the Riley over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to get... And Riley, tell everyone, uh, we've got to get the shameless plugs in, but tell everyone, you have some of the best 
merch. I think you had the foam swords at one point. I think there's pins. I need to get a Riley pin, but tell everyone about that great merch you have available at shows. And I don't know if you have anything online for sale. I do. Um, I have a t-shirt website. It's through What a Maneuver. Um, I did once memorize the entire address, but then I got made fun of for the fact that I did that. So it's, no, uh, awesome. what a, yeah. if you Google What a Maneuver and Riley Shepard, my t-shirts come up. Um, I also have my own website, which is RileyShepard.com, which I'm hoping to get my merch up on there so people can do eight by tens. And like you mentioned, I do have pins. I do have foam swords that are purple and glittery because of course they are. Um, I have trading cards that I have and I'm hoping eventually I'll be able to do stickers. That's the next phase. Um, but right now, yes, swords, pins, trading cards and all. I, so my dilemma right now for when I see you on Saturday is do I get a pin, a sword? Because I kind of want a trading card. That's you very unique. Both. Yes, there you get both. There you go. All right. the things. All of the, you, get, you get all of the things. Um, I will not complain. <laughs> okay. No, Rod, Rod, this is always great. Uh, I do want to be respectful of your time. Um, is it cool if we do kind of a rapid fire? Uh, if we have a couple fan questions, if that's cool. Yes. I, I'm really bad with tests, but I will try really oh, hard. No, no we're, we're not like hard hitting or anything. No, 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 it's, no, like, no. it's like, what's your favorite food? Like, yeah. um, oh. so uh, kind of a cliche one here, but we always like to know, like you've mentioned, you know, being uh, training for PD or, uh, you know, doing the PD thing and then going into wrestling. Who were some of your influences that you would see on TV that really got you into the business? Um, so definitely the match that got me into the business was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver. Um, the moment that after Becky lost, they sang, the crowd sang her song back to her. It was just instant. That, uh, that was that moment I went, okay, this, this is what it is now. I need to be part of this right now. So yeah, it was definitely that. <laughs> I thought it's Becky like a, like a dream match moving forward. Oh, for sure. I mean, considering what she's done over the last year and how she just broke through so many barriers, um, I really feel like out of the four horsewomen, she kind of was lost in the shuffle a little bit, and then she was not me anymore. So, yeah, uh, she definitely is a huge inspiration. <laughs> All right, we're going to grab something real quick. Um, favorite, I don't know if you're a big pizza person or you're vegan or anything like that. Do you have, like, a favorite pizza spot? Um, so my favorite food is pizza. Oh, That's wait a my minute, wait a minute, we have a, ah! it's a square, there's Becky. <laughs> there's the face-to-face. -face. Sorry, we had to do that. Go ahead, favorite oh, pizza spot. <laughs> uh, so I just, at this point, um, there's a place in South Boundbrook called Joe's Pizza, and they make the, and it's not just pizza, they make these garlic knots that are, like, as big as your face, <laughs> and I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed wow. with that. Yeah, but I live in New Jersey, so yeah, most of our pizza places are pretty good. Um, I'm a little snobbish about my pizza because of it, <laughs> but yes, I'm a, I'm obsessed with pizza. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's great. I I literally wrote it wrote it down. It's Joe's. What what town is it in? South Boundbrook. Okay, South Boundbrook. Okay, and one more phone we always like to ask. Uh, say you make it to that grandest stage of them all, that WrestleMania moment. Um, you know, and I'm sure you will, like we always say here, uh, a band plays you after. Now, by the way, your entrance music is phenomenal. I don't know who did that or what that's from, but it is so good. Um, but what band would play you out to the ring? 
Um, so it wouldn't be a band, but uh, I've been obsessed with Pink since I was like 12 or 13 years old. So oh, yeah. Pink is my idol, and if I could ever have anyone, it would be her, for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, hell of, hell of a talent, hell of a performer, too, with yeah. the acrobatics. And- I've never been to one of her shows. I heard her shows are amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God, so good. She's so good. I've been, t- I've seen her twice. I saw her open for Lenny Kravitz when I was 13 oh, years old wow. and no one was there. Literally no one was there. Um, and my dad pushed me down to the stage and she just knelt down and held out her mic. And like, I actually got to sing with her for a little bit of her song and that memory just, uh, so it makes me so happy to think about it, but yeah. And then recently I've gone to see her and all her acrobatics that she's since added. Um, but yeah, she is amazing an amazing talent for sure. Where was the first show, if you don't mind my asking? PNC. I Bank knew it. Yeah. 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 I know the you kind of scooch up front. Yep, I know the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like no one was there either. It just felt it was it was really cool experience. Kind of jealous. We're we're big music guys. Uh, you know, a lot of wrestling, a lot of music here on the BCP. So that's really cool. But uh, Riley, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Uh, before we get out of here, just anything you want to say to the fans um, that may want to come to the show on Saturday or maybe are just having a tough time with 2020 and just want to see some wrestling and, and talk to wrestlers and kind of reconnect with everything. Well, that's pretty much what you said. If you want an escape from the world right now with everything that's going on, wrestling is that. Wrestling for those few hours, just like for us as wrestlers and also for fans, it's an escape. It's something we love to do. It's our passion. And if you need that, which a lot of people do right now, uh, come Ocean Gate, New Jersey, this Saturday. Um, the Goddesses of War, all women's wrestling. And, yeah, I'm going to beat the crap out of Lady Frost. So come see yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Zero chill. Sorry, yeah, I had well, to get that. No, but, no uh, <laughs> I'm melting her. No chill. <laughs> yeah, I love nice. it. I'm all about it. And I apologize for the puns on commentary. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't mean it. Yes? Okay. No, do them all, all, all day. Say, he doesn't mean that apology. I got, I got you. I got some stuff. Um, but You're Riley, punny. You're punny. Yes. <laughs> but Riley, thank you so much. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Oh, and real quick, uh, where can everyone follow on your social media, all that good stuff? Uh, so I am at the Riley Shepherd on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, like I said, I also have RileyShepherd.com, which is my website. Um, and yeah, that's me. Love it. All right. Well, bring us a, a foam sword or a pin or something. I'm going to have to take a look on Saturday. We're very excited. And uh, Riley, this was long overdue, but thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, a few minutes. Good luck in your match. Stay safe and uh, continue success moving forward. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We are, we are not worthy here, but thank you so much, Riley. And uh, like we always say here on the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We're out. Peace.